Today's Unscripted, the Field of 68's Michigan State Basketball Podcast it is 1.27 a.m. Eastern Time on a Wednesday morning, the week before Christmas. We're recording that late, yes, because Carter Elliott went to the Michigan State-Oakland game at Little Caesars Arena. He got a dub, is what I hear. I didn't watch one second of the game. More on that later. Cart, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It was electric at LCA. It was full of green. A lot of state fans got to come out. They said the crowd was around 16 to 17,000, and about 90% of that was state fans. It was packed. State was wearing the black uniforms. And it's, a, it's always a game you come into, and no matter how good or bad Oakland is, like that game is always just like a dogfight. You know, we never really pull away. Um, the games aren't necessarily blowouts throughout. Sometimes they end being blowouts, but they're typically close games. We always get Oakland's best shot, of course. But, you know, some guys played extremely well. We came out on top. Um, and I was, you know, I, I, all in all, I came out impressed with Michigan State's performance. So I feel like it's hard to get into too many specifics of the Michigan State performance. One, because I did not watch the game. I was at home. I thought this game was going to be on either Big Ten Net or like ESPN or something. It was ESPN Plus, I believe. I do have ESPN Plus, but I didn't realize it was on ESPN Plus until like midway through the first half. And I thought it would be funnier for content purposes to not watch the game and then do this show. So that's what I did. Uh, and because of that, Carter, I want to play a little game. I mean, I think we should just run right into the game. Are you okay with that? I am. I was about to catch you in a lie right there because I know for a fact that you have my ESPN Plus login. So I, I have it. I, I willingly chose not to watch it for content purposes. So it is what it is. Okay. All right, here's what we're about to get into. So because Greg didn't watch this, I came up with six things from the game tonight. Now, for those of you that are listening to this that did watch the game, you'll be able to tell right away if they're false or true. But I'm going to six things right here, and I'm going to talk to Greg about them, and he's going to tell me whether they are fact or cap. So let's get this going. Greg, number one from tonight's game. Marcus Bingham played over 25 minutes. Cap, no chance. That is a fact. Marcus Marcus Bingham played 26 minutes tonight. Okay. How? Was Marble in foul trouble? No, he was not. Marcus Bingham, actually, he left him out there for normal. uh, Actually, during the first rotation, he took Marcus Bingham out. um, And, you know, normal rotation, he comes out with, like, three minutes into the game. Like, he's just absolutely gassed, even though they're barely up and down the court. But no, there was longer stretches during this game where he didn't really play marble or he went small ball, actually, and just left Marcus Bingham out oh. there by himself with no power forward. So uh, we actually got to see extended run of Marcus Bingham today. And I think I might fair to say that I'm a little upset that we're not playing him more because okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm let sorry. me guess. He I'm assuming if you played 26 minutes, he double doubled with like four blocks, right? He did. Is that actually the stat line? Tell me the yes. stat line. Give me a 17, stat line. 17 points, 12 boards, four blocks. I mean, it's it's clockwork. But I swear to God, I did not watch the game. I have not looked at the box score. I saw the final score just because I picked it in daily picks. That was it. But, like, I mean, I nailed that. I deserve some credit for that. Why Why can't he get this every game? Why? Yeah, and, and this is another thing I want to say because I have seen some things kind of swirling around Twitter and meet Greg. I talked to you about this on the side. There was a lot of, oh, Izzo unlocking his seniors. Like, oh, Izzo finally getting a lot out of his seniors. No, if anything, this upsets me. (laughs) Like, 
yes, Marcus Bingham is playing extremely well, but what I'm seeing is that when he plays the minutes, he's productive. When he played minutes last year, I thought he was productive. There's no reason to me why Marcus Bingham should have not been playing over 20 minutes coming into this year. It doesn't make sense to me because the talent is there. Yes, he has improved. Yes, he has got stronger. But the fact of the matter is we had to wait till four years later to see games where we're playing, seeing games where Marcus Bingham is consistently playing 20 minutes a game. And that to me is disappointing. Yeah, I texted you earlier this week. It, it was somebody's tweet. I don't remember who it was, but it was basically implying like, uh, like Bingham, this classic senioritis from Michigan State. And I'm like, okay, but why couldn't this have been junioritis? Why, why was he benched for Thomas Kithier the majority of last season? Like, I'm not convinced this Marcus Bingham wasn't there last year. Probably not as good, but like clearly still the best option at center, I think, last season. That's a, that's the thing. Like, I, I know I always say on this podcast, close the book on last year, and here goes my ass opening up a couple pages from last year. I need answers still on why Thomas Kithier. Was no, I'm not allowing this. Game. I'm not allowing this. We're moving on. I'm, this is the Carter Elliott. Close the book cart. Your team is winning. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Marcus, we have double-double tonight. 26 minutes. It is what it is. Let's move on. Let's just not give Tom Izzo credit for this crazy development story when, yeah, it probably could happen last year. Can we agree on that? <sighs> All right. Yeah, fine. Let me okay. move on. Move okay. on. Number two. Number two. Number two. Cormac led the team in three-pointers made tonight. Um, That one, that's probably true, even though you're still calling him Cormac, which bodes poorly for this. Is it true? That is very true. Cormac tonight tied for the team leading scorer with Marcus Bingham with 17 points, six of eight from the field. Four of six from three, and hey every, in every single attempt, you know I was in the stands talking about Cormac. I'm oh my god! You, I'm okay, so you he's he. You know my my slant on this now. He likes shooting in pro arenas. Cart is that the, what it is? The the man is ready for the, the league. Man, the man league is him. The man is ready to be a pro. But gee, I will say, no slight to Oakland, great shot. But this kind of also falls into your theory that Cormac has his big games against teams that aren't that good. Oh, 100%. It does. I need to see Cormac make like two out of four threes in a Big Ten game against a top 100 team before I can buy but Cormac. It, it, like seeing him in just throughout the year and seeing him in person, like the, it's cliche, but the, like he really just knows how to play the game of basketball, knows how to get to his spots. He's, I'm sorry. It, oh, it, come on. Come on. That is one of the, I'm sorry. Like, um, you and I kill people for that shit. That's your, that's your take on Max Christie. We do, but like, he really does. Like, he knows where to go. And like, even tonight, you know, Oakland's throwing like this gimmicky ass one, three, one zone, just like trying to cause chaos. He's finding the gaps. And the stroke is beautiful. Pause, but it's good. I'm sorry. It's, and the shots are just falling. Like, he's taking good shots like he has been all year and God forbid those start falling. That unlocks a whole different level of how good this state basketball team could be. I'm just saying. Yeah. He, I mean, he has been downright dominant against poor opponents and he has been a non-factor against good opponents. The team has been good enough to sustain that. We'll see if that continues over the course of the season, but good for you and your agenda. You got to call him Cormac. You got to see him hit four threes and uh, I'm going to do the little flip and say he's ready for the league. Okay, let's not do that. Year two Cormac's gonna be a movie. But all right, three. AJ Hogard led the team in assist. Um 
This one feels forced. I'm going to say false. It is false. AJ Hogarth has seven assists tonight, though, by the way. Whoa. And Tyson Walker had 10 assists tonight. Wow. Okay. 10 assists. And I believe my the fact checking me on this, but combined the two point guards only combined for, I think, two or three turnovers as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So really good. I mean, really good. Just another good point guard night for us. Best, I mean, best point guard spot in college basketball history, some are saying on Twitter. I wouldn't say all that. We, some we are, are saying. We are going to get to that, though. We are going to get to the players talking about how they rank in the Big Ten. But, no, another good performance by the point guards tonight. Uh, honestly, like, I expected Tyson Walker to have a good performance tonight, though, because they were playing that 1-3-1 kind of gimmick defense. And it's, you know, just to give everyone, give everyone a preview of Oakland basketball, don't be scared of the 1-3-1. Get in the gaps and throw a lob to your big man or kick out to your shooters. It's not that hard to beat, by the way. Just is one of know. your other three about Tyson Walker? Can I ask a Tyson Walker question? Uh, my next one actually is a Tyson Walker question. Okay, let's get to that. I have a Tyson Walker question. Okay, Tyson Walker had a double-double tonight. Well, you said he had 10 assists, so I'll say yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did. He had 10 points, 10 assists. Okay, if he had 10 points, I'm going to guess this. He probably shot two of four from the field and got to the line to get to his 10 points. He was 4-12 from the field, two of four from three, no free throws. Wow. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me digest this for a moment. Tyson Walker took 12 shots in a game. Mm-hmm. That is objectively a good thing. Tyson Walker shot 33% from the floor. And we have people on Twitter saying this is this was fantastic point guard play. And also to be also to be quite frank, I think that Tyson missed a lot of easy shots tonight. Okay, so I yeah, I mean, obviously I didn't watch the game. Now I wish I did so we could talk about this a little more in depth. But I the other thing I saw tonight at some point on Twitter again, I try anything that I saw or started to see that spoiled anything. I scrolled right past. We we but, uh, we literally talked, and I was like. Because you were about to tune in probably with like 15 minutes left in the first half. I was like, no, 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 no. This is a good content for yeah. our unscripted episode. Just don't watch it. And I yeah. want to see the reaction. We twisted it. Yeah. So uh, I, I saw one conversation where somebody was like, I don't know if I'm just still so burned from last year that like I think any point guard play is great. Or like, is this great point guard play? My answer from box score reading would be, your point guard shot four for 12 from the floor. And we're now calling that great point guard play. Like, okay. His assist. What was it? 10 assists to two turnovers. Uh, it was, let's let me double check here. Just, you know, don't want to throw out fake box scores, but it was 10 assists and he had, he had one turnover. Okay. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Tennis is to one is absurd. It's absurd. But like, let's also not lower the bar again. You can say like, he's a great facilitator. If Tyson Walker, well, you know, I'll give him credit. He shot 12 shots. That matters. But like, you can't be like, oh, such a great performance when he shot four for 12 from the floor. That's not good. That's objectively not good. So like, let's not minimize Spartan fans have seen great point guard play. Cassius Winston was great. Kalen Lucas was great. Keith Appling at times in his career was very good, if not great. Okay. Just because last year was horrible does not mean like we're going to settle for a guy who gives us six to eight points a night 
And because he has a two to one assist to turnover ratio, he's great. Like, no, Tyson Walker has been good. He has not been great. Yes, I agree with that. And, I, and that's not bad to say. Tyson Walker is starting to be good. <laughs> like he was not good at the start of the year. Yeah, and I mean, this great. honestly, Cart, that sounds like his best game tonight. Is that wrong? Would you say from being there? Uh, Penn State. I think he played better at Penn State. Really? Okay. You were at both of those games. What was the difference between Penn State and tonight? I thought that tonight. Um, I thought that tonight he didn't finish at the rim as good as he as well as he did against the Penn State game. Like I thought he was able to get kind of in the zone and he was able to either kick out for a shot, an open three-point shooter, or possibly dump off to Malik Hall or a lob to Marcus Bingham. But I don't think he was as good finishing at the hoop today. I think he actually missed some layups um, that he should be making. Um, some weren't even contested. Uh, I, I just thought like his shot wasn't falling tonight at the basket. So I would definitely say the Penn State game was a better performance. Okay. Okay. Now let's get to the fifth one. And I, I honestly probably should have flipped these around just because I feel like the earlier ones give you clues to the later ones, but we'll see. Uh, Aikens played more minutes than Hogarth tonight. Nah, if Hogarth got seven assists, no way. Aikens did play more minutes than Hogarth tonight. Whoa, you just oh. did some reverse psychology shit to me. Wow. He played two more minutes than A.J. Hogarth tonight. What, what, what was the minute count? Uh, I believe it was 17. It was either 17 to 15 or 16 to 14 in favor of Aikens. Wow. Okay. So a lot of Tyson Walker then probably like 25. Yeah. A lot of Tyson Walker. I think it was, let me bring this up real quick. Just so I don't, cause I know people will fact check me out there. Tyson Walker played 27 minutes. I mean, that's, that's a good game script. We like that. We do honestly. And I thought it was well warranted because, uh, Honestly, AJ was doing some things as far as assist, and he did hit a three-pointer tonight. Had some good things, had some off, but he also had some offensive fouls um, and just kind of, I don't know. I, I think against the one-three-one, it's not made for AJ because I think the best way to break down a one-three-one is simple passes. And I think sometimes he was trying to make like his home run passes, uh, which, you know, work from time to time, but I just don't think it was really working as well tonight. And with Tyson having it going, uh, it worked really well, and Aikens kind of fit great into what we were doing tonight because the downfall of one three one is it's hard to box out. So we had our guards crashing. Malik was able to get on the glass a lot. Aikens was able to get on the glass. His energy and defense was great tonight. Um, so you know, if this is a trend, I'm definitely not mad at it. Uh, I think that Aikens' trend this year has shown that he deserves more minutes, both on the offensive and defensive end. So you know, I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah, I'd like to say I want more Jade Nakins in all forms. I actually have a big picture Jade Nakins question for you real quick. I was thinking about this earlier. Theoretically, next year, Michigan State brings back Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogard, Max Christie. Where does Jade Nakins' minutes come from? There's been, I mean, like DK, God bless him, publicly has been pushing, I hope we get Gabe Brown back. Where does Jade Nakins' minutes come from? I think it, it, it'll come down to the fact that you got to put your best players on the floor. So who's um, he overtaking, though? He's not going to – he's never going to take a job from Tyson, is he? Or no, is I he? I don't, I don't think he would take a job for Tyson, but, I mean, could we, do, could we go small ball? 
I mean, I'd love that. It'd be a first for Tom Izzo, I feel like. But it seems like he's trending that way a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the, the small ball lineup was out there for a little bit today. Um, How'd it look? It looked good. It looked just as good as they did against Penn State. On honestly, like it looks good. Like I know for a fact that they're going and looking at film. They're like, that that looks pretty good. Can we get a name for the small ball lineup? Like, what didn't the Warriors call it the death lineup or something? Like we need a we need a Spartan name. I don't think it can be the death lineup because somebody like, someone call Mel Tucker and get him to name this lineup. He'll call it like. I don't even know, like some aquatic reference. The outhouse. What is it? What, are they, what is it? Not an aquatic reference. We got to stay away from the aquatic. But that's for football team. I'll call it like the fish tank or some shit. Like the fish tank. The aquarium. The, I don't know. What's a, like finding, I'm trying to think of finding Nemo characters. Sound like me right now. <laughs> like it's 1.44 a.m. Eastern time. I'm tired. Okay. It is what it is. Um, uh, can, I, can I get to the sixth one? Yeah, please, please. Okay. Uh, Carter had four mixed drinks tonight and three blues. <laughs> oh, man. I, this is the one I want to get right the most correctly, but I feel like you're going to be – you're going to play a game with me here. I think that's false. I think that is false. That is, is it true? true? I, I, hmm, that's an interesting number to stop at. Uh, well, I didn't drive tonight, and so – and I had to take full advantage. If someone from like Breslin listens to this, start selling beers at the damn game. All right. People want to watch hoop and have a cold brewski. Let's just make it happen. I'm not asking you to get like the fancy cocktails, which are, you know, we do love a good cocktail, but just, just get the beers on tap. Something simple, some Bud Light, some Miller Light. Yeah. Get fancy with it. Some two hearted. Why not? Yeah. I'm there. It can happen. I would I would love to see that happen, Cart. I really would. Yeah. But before we move on for this game, G, I just wanted to say we we tonight, because I hopped on here and I was like, I'm very I was very impressed with how state played tonight. And you said to me, Well, they won by 12 against this Oakland team. We took Oakland's best punch tonight. Like we got the best of Jamal Kane, we got the best of Jalen Moore. And they also got some Ooh. contribution from. I'm just saying, like we also, and they also had contribution from Micah Parrish, who had like 20 points. Ooh. So I'm just saying, like we took right. this, look. You know, part. this is my role, okay? You know, this is my role to push back and be a dickhead and just like be the skeptic. I like this is why you and I work together, and this is why Michigan State fans probably hate listening to this podcast. But like, boo, like whoa, congrats! Like we took Jamal Kane's best shot. That's awesome like that's Carter. that to me is the story of this michigan state team right now like th they're good they they deserve the number 11 ranking they 100 do but until like we can hang our hat on something better than we took jamal kane's best shot today on a neutral floor like i'm that i'm not hanging my hat on that yes, you are though you hell i just saw i just um it's hard for me to square because i do i think this team's really good i do but like at some point, like, let's stop. And you can only play the teams ahead of you, but, like, I, I want to see them beat a team that's not Oakland or Butler or Louisville, who I think all stink. I think they all stink. I understand that, but also there's a lot of teams out there who take the best shot from some teams, and they don't get up from that. Sure. I mean. For example, Michigan took their best shot from Minnesota, and, it, and Minnesota's best shot beat them. 
Minnesota's not, or I'm sorry, Michigan is not a good team right now. I've said it. Like I'm not, I no longer am expecting Michigan to do anything of note this season. Michigan State is very good. And that's great. But like that also, if I'm the 11th best team in the country and I beat Oakland by 11 on a neutral floor, I'm not like, man, we took Jamal Kane's best shot tonight. Like, I just think I, I, I expect it. I said, I put it in daily picks and I bet on it. I thought this was going to be a 20 point blowout. I also did. Bet, what, did bet it ever off. trend that way? Oh, no, it did. It did. But then you want to know what happened? You, you want to know what agenda took a hit tonight? Your Joey Hauser agenda. Okay. Our Joey Hauser agenda. Joey Hauser was stinky tonight. Okay. Stinky. Jamal Kane had that hat. First of all, I don't know what Joey Hauser did to Izzo this week to get him to get on his assignment, Jamal Kane, but holy shit, that boy was in the torture chamber for Jamal Kane. And I don't think he's ever seen a 131 in Wisconsin Stevens point because this man caught it and looked like a deer in the headlights. He probably it was. was he probably was, was here in the headlights. I'm sorry. It was it was very bad. And the best part of tonight, besides the fact that I was able to get a brewski at a damn basketball game, the American way. But my dog Tom Izzo got a tech tonight defending his players. And after that tech went to the student section, went to the crowd, said, get on your feet, come on, let me hear you. Got the whole crowd up, Gabe and Bingham at half court, getting the crowd hype. And then Jamal Kane went and missed his technical free throws and the place erupted. It was electric, Sparty, go green, good dub. Took Jamal Kane and Jalen Moore's best shot and came out on top and covered. And that's what great teams do. Great teams cover. We're saying we took Jamal Kane's best shot, but he missed two technical free throws. I mean, he had, he had 25. Okay. Maybe right. should maybe, maybe, maybe I should have watched the game. <laughs> I think moving forward, this was a great experiment for this episode and this content, but moving forward, I need you to watch games. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. That seems like a baseline minimum expectation to me. Uh, since we, or since I didn't watch the game though, and again, we're, we're going late here. I want to speed round. I want to do the uh, the MSU Twitter honorary position rankings for Michigan State. I want to do point guard, wings, forwards, and then bigs. And I want you to tell me where they rank in the Big Ten for those four spots. And we'll keep this relatively quick. Uh, so Michigan State has the blank best point guards, just the 40 minutes at point guard in the Big Ten. What is your answer? Can I ask for one stipulation? Yeah. Is Jaden Ivey a point guard? According to DK, no. According to some Purdue expert on Twitter, also no. So we'll go with a no for that. Okay. I would have said yes for the record, but we'll go no. Okay. What about uh, – sorry. What about Frazier? Uh, I counted Curbelo plus Frazier. Frazier? I okay. did not count uh, Plummer, although I think Plummer warrants consideration in place of Curbelo. Okay, I think State is second then. Okay. Second. I would still take Curbelo and Frazier over Tyson and AJ. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sticking them somewhere between third and fifth. I am definitely taking Illinois one. Mm -hmm. 
I personally would consider Ivy a point guard, so I'd have them too. But if I'm not allowed to consider him at two, then I would probably take any team that has just like a shot maker at point guard. Like I, I think we haven't talked about this much because Michigan state has been playing so well, but like this will bite them come March. You know what I mean? Like this will, if they don't have a guy who can go get a bucket at point guard, this will bite them. Now, if Tyson Walker's taking 12 shots a game, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But if he's making 33% of them against Oakland at Little Caesars Arena, maybe not a good thing. So I'm, I'm out on that because it scares me. It's great point guard play. Like the assist stuff, I think they have the best passing point guards in the country. Not in the Big Ten, in the country. But I would rather have someone who's an offensive threat for himself. So, okay. And just, just so you know, I had them third until you said Ivy wasn't a part of the – so I had I had Purdue, Illinois, and then State. Interesting. Okay. That's how I had it. Got it. Um, all right. Let's go to wings. So I'm considering any non-point guard, non-like power forwards in this group. So states would be Aikens, Christie, Brown. Aikens, Christie, Brown. Okay. Where do they rank in Big Ten? I know this is kind of hard to think of all the other teams in the Big Ten, but just give me like a ball. Well, it's, it's, it's more so worse because I did it like I did like so I had Cormac as and I ranked him as a shooting guard. Oh, got you. Yeah, but I'm doing I, I'm doing positional group. Okay. All right. Um, I think this still might apply. I have them as the actually no, okay. I have him as a fourth. Fourth, wow. Who do you have ahead? So Ivy. I, have, I have Ivy. I so I have Purdue. So this is in no order. I got Purdue. I got Wisconsin. Um, and then God, this is I actually I have Illinois too ahead of them because I had Frazier and Plummer as the wings. I don't know if that got you. Okay. Yeah, I would uh, – I'm going to go Michigan State ahead of Illinois on that list. And I think um, as much as I love Jonathan Davis, I'm going to go Michigan State second here. I think the only group I'd take is Ivy and Stefanovic. The, the thing is, though, like right now, as much as it pains me to say, like Cormac has not been that great this year. Like I'm taking Brad Davison and Johnny Davis over them. I can't believe we just got – I'm taking Brad Davison over Cormac from you. That's crazy. But Up until I mean, this point? Why no, not? you're – Brad Davison's been good this year for sure, but I just can't believe that's a sentence that came out of I hate. Point. I hate that it's come to that, but that Cormac has forced my hand. Yeah, he hasn't been good because you won't call him Max. We all know. Um, all right, let's go. Actually, would you consider Ron Harper Jr. a wing? And if so, are you not taking him over Michigan State's group? I was thinking more Ron Harper Jr. like the four position. Okay. But I guess that's a wing technically. Like just for your information, like I was ranking shooting guards and the shooting guards that I was taking above him were Plummer, Ayala, Brooks, and Davidson. Got no, it. Okay. No order. But those are the shooting guards. And then if Ivy's in there too, I'm taking Ivy over him. So Eli Brooks would be extremely good on this team, by the way. Just want to say that. Um, all right, to the the power forward spot, Malik Hall and Joey Hauser. We're going to consider this forwards. Where do you have them in the conference? The spot that everyone wants to talk about. 
I think I would have them third right now. That's nuts. I have them very low. I think this is the weakness of this team. Okay, but you got to think about the four positions. Like, I'm thinking for my fours, Travion Williams, Keegan Murray. EJ Liddell. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I was thinking EJ Liddell is the five-man, which I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I'm going EJ Liddell at the four. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm taking Musa Diabate and Terrence Williams. You're taking Musa Diabate and Terrence Williams over what Malik Hall and Joey Hauser have done this year. Yeah, Joey Hauser's been horrible, and Malik Hall's not Musa Diabate. What's Musa Diabate done? He's been really good at times and really bad at others. Okay, Joey Hauser's been okay at times and really acid others. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think Terrence Williams is far behind Malik Hall, to be honest with you, without looking at numbers. Oh, okay. No, nah, you respectfully go to hell. No. Stop. Terrence I'm Williams. On this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going Terrence. You look up Malik Hall, I'll look up Terrence Williams. I have Terrence Williams. Okay, what is it? I'll look up Malik Hall then. It, well, again, minutes per game apply here, though. Okay. Okay. You know this. All right. What are what are his minutes per game? Terrence Williams? Yeah. 16 minutes a game. Six points, four rebounds, one assists, 38% from three. What's he shooting from the field? 42%. 42% from the field. How much from three? Uh okay, fine. I see Malik Hall's numbers now. <laughs> Let's Let's not. Let's not. I'm do still. That. I'm still taking Diabate over that, though. That's a lot of potential you're projecting. I mean, I'm. I'm not mad at that because I think that Musa Diabate probably is better than. You Musa. know what? I got more. Pete Nance taking him. But that's think, one. That's. Would you take Coleman Hawkins? I no. might. No, I wouldn't. Ron Harper Jr. Ding. This year. Yeah. Take take away that thirty point game. He's been shitty. Yeah, just take that. take away the best game of the year any players had. Sure. Okay. I just i I don't think it's wrong to say the power forward spot is Michigan State's weakness right now. It is it is our weakness, but I would. You think it's the third best in the conference over all the guys we just named? Not third. I I no. I got you with I got you with the key, key Murray, EJ Liddell, Travion Williams, Pete Nance. I'm, I'm I'm bucking back on. Okay, I'll give you Pete Nance. So we're fifth. But I'm bucking Ron back Harper. on Harper. No, Ron Harper. Beside, no, dude, you're crazy. No, you that, are crazy. The, the stench of that 30 point game and game winners blinding you from the fact that that man has been stinky all year and has been losing games in New Jersey Institute of Technology at the crib. That's because he's playing with Geo Baker, not because he's been bad. Isn't he that guy? He's good. He's averaging 16, 8, and 2. What's he shooting? 40% from three on five attempts. Was he shooting from two? Uh, 43%. That'll come around. Okay. So he's shooting, he's shooting 40% on five threes a game. And you're telling me you want Malik Hall? Come on. This okay, is just, you're... this is just stupid. Okay. Okay. There's no need to use that word. No, it's stupid. Let's move to center. So you can say something that's more stupid. Where does the center spot rank in the big 10? I said seventh. <laughs> we're so opposite and all this is wild um i guess there are a lot of good centers who are the six you have above 
Uh, hold on, let me look here. I had them listed out. I had uh, I had Kofi, Kofi. Um, I think I'm. I don't know if I factored in Travion to this, but I think I did. <laughs> Travion, Edie, Liddell. I looked at like I just put this as big men. Uh, Liddell, okay. and then who am I missing here? John Harar. No, not John. <laughs> John Harar. Oh, God, wow. you take it. I, I mean, you're missing Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, sorry, Hunter Dickinson. You're missing TJD. That's who it was, TJD. And then I had Bingham after that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, that's that's fair. And there's an argument that Bingham could be top five in that group. I'll say there that. is. That's not that's not like that's it sounds bad when you say he's the seventh out of the Big Ten, but it's not when in the yeah. grand scheme of things. Right. You're right. Very true. All right. And last but not least, Tom Izzo. Is the well, blank best blank best coach in the Big Ten? He is the best coach in the Big Ten right now. Better than Painter? Yes. I'll give him two. I'll give him the two spot behind Painter right now. Still Painter? Still Painter game? I, Izzo, Izzo will win coach of the year, as I said, preseason. But if I'm taking one coach to go into a war with for one game, give me Matt Painter right now. Okay. Do you – I like – those three minutes into the game when he subs out Marcus Bingham for Julius Marble are going to matter when you're playing Zach Eady and Travion Williams. I was, I was flabbergasted. I feel like I didn't even sit down and get my seat and like take my first bite of my soft pretzel before Marcus Bingham was off the floor. Yeah, it happens. Uh, any last words, Carr, because it's going on 2 a.m. right now and I want to go to bed. Yeah, I just want to say that, Greg, I appreciate you actually staying up to do this. And two... I'm so sorry to everyone out there who has had to just listen to us so far. We will be having people on for the next couple episodes, just so you know. Uh, But if any of the Spartan players listen to this, uh, we're trying to get you on here. Uh, Come fuck with us. Come come on the episode and talk some Michigan State hoops with us. But we plan on getting some others in this because if we keep doing this, me and you, I might kill you. (laughs) I think I will. Yeah. I'm with you. You just promised guests that we may or may not have right now. So uh, pressure's on cart. We'll see what happens. Pressure makes diamonds. That's what they tell me. Yeah, it also burst. Wait, what's the kind of so late? I can't even think of the phrase I want to say. But all I got last thing I'm going to say is that there's a lot of teams in the state of Michigan who are losing right now and who aren't ranked in the top 15. And we can't relate. So enjoy the projects. Carter, I'm I'm proud of you. Congratulations that Michigan State was able to survive Jamal Kane's best shot tonight. We'll see. Who do they have next, actually? High point. We'll see if they're able to uh, survive John Michael Wright's best shot uh, at the end of (laughs) December here, followed by we'll see if they can survive Boo Booey's best shot. And then at that point, we'll know if they're a top 10 team. Hey, let's not sleep on Boo Booey's best shot. This is the one-year anniversary of the first podcast episode we did, and we had our episode directly after Boo Booey put a clinic on against us, and we lost. Nightclub Boo. It happens. Boo happens all right cart have a good night's sleep uh i'll talk to you tomorrow